Oh, sir, I don't like it. Hello, lovelies. It's Carmen Morales, host of No Sir, I Don't Like It. No Sir Pod for short. It's long time no pod, kids. Uh, very excited to start this bitch back up. If I'm being completely honest, I've been on hiatus for a few months, um, probably being self-destructive. That's probably the, the best, most honest excuse I can give you for not having continued the podcast over the last few months. But I'm back. You know, not being mean to myself, starting allowing myself to get back to work. It happens. It happens. Sometimes you spend so much time in quarantine that uh, you tell you to go fuck yourself. You rebel against the only person here, which happens to be yourself. And that's what happened with me. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do the fucking podcast. How about that? Uh, but I did. I did want to do it. And uh, there was just a, a couple times I tried to do one and I just sounded like a bummer. And I don't want to bum anybody out. There's enough in the world that can bum you out. I'm here to bring joy and to entertain and to make fun and to provide levity. And for a little while, I just uh, really wasn't capable of doing it other than uh, it was taking everything I had to, to be joyful in in the, uh, the little online Zoom shows that I was doing. Not looking for excuses, just explaining what's been going on. But I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm good. I got new thoughts and shit. Uh, pretty excited about it. I got a bunch of really rad guests on these a few episodes coming up that I, I, I'm putting out. I got my buddy Sean Finnerty, Irishman. You'll be able to tell by his ridiculous cartoonish accent. Ian Aber, a comedian from Atlanta that's fucking hilarious. Uh, I got my buddy Johnny Beaner, who I met in Livonia, Michigan at some fucking gig that <laughs> we probably ended up doing ended twice. But he's just been, he's like one of those dudes that you just, you know, like, man, I, I i wouldn't mind if I knew you my whole life. Like, he's just a fucking rad, goofy dude. And uh, he's awesome. I got a fellow comedy store, Freddie Lockhart coming. And then the big, sweet cherry on top, Mr. Doug Stanhope came in and did the podcast with me where we talk about his book, which was super incredible. I highly recommend it. It's called No Encore for the Donkey. And um, very lovely. We'll talk about that. But uh, this episode, it's just going to be me and you, baby. Me and you. Because for some reason, for the longest time, I thought that that wasn't okay. Because I felt very arrogant. Very arrogant for me to think that you should be listening to me for an hour. But now, I don't give a shit. And I hope you don't either. Uh, I'm going to keep it fun. Keep it entertaining. Keep it light. Keep it comedy. Uh, now that I have your attention, just so you guys know, please uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast since uh, I got a bunch of episodes coming up for you. Uh, make sure you write a review on the iTunes. Follow me. If you're not following me, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? What, uh, get, get on it. At NoSirPod, at the funny Carmen. Uh, you can email me uh, if you got shit that you don't like that you feel like you want me to talk about on here. It's uh, NoSirPod at gmail.com. Also, if you don't know, I am doing online shows, and they're pretty fucking cool. I have uh, an I have incredible guests. Uh, I'm also going to be doing a live No Sir Pod at the World Famous Comedy Store, um, who's been doing these, like, they, ha they have their patio open so that people can have cocktails and little bar snacks, and, uh, and then there's a window, and a window that goes into the window you can see into the original room and through that window I will be doing a live podcast with the very funny comedian Mr. Ron Funches that is on September 10th at 8 p.m pacific time if I have any listeners in LA uh, and you want to come and sit on a socially distant patio and watch us make jokes through a window <laughs> that's an option for you that's uh, <laughs> um things are so strange but uh, that's a that's a one way you can do it also, you can support the podcast. I got a Patreon if you're into that. If you want to give me money every month. Um, I'm trying to figure out all the tiers. You don't have to do it yet until I have it all set up. But uh, also, just come to a show. Come to a little online show. They're actually way more fun than you think they are. Because I care that much. I care that much for the show to be good. Um, 
I also have some super, I'm super stoked about it, but I have some rad new podcast art that's done. Uh, if you guys ever stalk any artists on Instagram, which I do, that's mainly what my Instagram is for, is uh, <laughs> at your cinema, Y-O-U-R-C-I-N-E-M-A, Ryan Besh. That's Ryan B-E. S-C-H did uh, my podcast art uh, that's I've been plastering everywhere and I fucking love it. He has such a cool aesthetic and I've been stalking his ass for years and um, I finally got the balls to ask him uh, if he would uh, work with me and he did and he did such an incredible job and I absolutely love it. Also, shout out to uh, Mr. Pedro Riccio who's done all of my all of my graphic design work outside of that and uh, is revamping my website. He's doing an incredible job. If you need any kind of uh, graphic, um, any kind of graphic design, any kind of graphics for show promotions, I don't know what you're into, but if you need shit to look good, he's done all kinds of logo work and shit like that. Highly recommend him as well. Trent Langley as well has been doing some uh, rad art for me as well. Um, that's at T-R-E-N-T-L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. He's done some lot, a lot of cool fucking work for me as well. Um, he made a really rad, I got stickers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm doing this shit right. I'm finally taking the fucking podcast seriously. I'm going to have cool stickers. I might have a shirt coming soon. Pretty stoked about it. Um, of course, make sure you guys are supporting uh, Tony Reckonwald. It's at Bomb Squad. He's been doing gnarly ass art for the podcast since we for, from the jump. So make sure you are supporting all of these incredible, talented people who, to be honest with you, I would have been kind of overwhelmed that all these people have been uh, on board when I was like, all right, I got to get back. I got to get my shit together. I got to get the pod back together. And uh, and they were all more than willing to work with me. And I fucking appreciate all of them. Now that I got all the cool plugs out of the way, baby, let's get into some shit. Listen, here's my thing. And the other, the people that are taking the, the self haircuts, seriously, dude, if your wife's not fucking you because of a haircut, she's not wanting to fuck you because of something else. It's just insane. Like, also, like, what kind of bitch you got to be? Like, you know, a dude's out of work and he's sitting there and you're staring at him like, <laughs> why don't you just fucking get it all out, dude? Get it all out in the open. What's you really upset with him? Is it because he didn't take you on that trip four years ago? Is that what's really upsetting you? Why don't you let the motherfucker know? Then you could really hash it out and enjoy the rest of this fucking quarantine till it's over. I don't know. I just hope people are fighting as much as I'm fighting with myself. <laughs> you guys ever do that? You ever get mean? You ever get fucking mean to yourself? <laughs> For no fucking reason. I've been trying to do, uh, like, I'm not in the program. I'm not, I'm not sober. I'm not, like, you know. I'm not one of those people. And But I do think that sometimes that, that, that program or whatever has, like, some pretty good, like, I think of it kind of like how I think about the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, eh, some good stories. And I got a couple of good things. Like, not all of it. I mean, the end's kind of a bummer. But there's, like, a, a lot of decent lessons you could learn. I feel the same way about the big book as I do about the Bible as I do about fucking Beowulf. You know what I mean? Some decent literature. You got a couple good lessons in there. Why not? But they got this one thing about like whenever you start uh, uh, like desiring to drink or wanting to do drugs or whatever your thing is. For me, it's getting bummed out. You should be of service to someone else. You do something nice. In order to feel good, you do something nice. You know, you try to help. And I'm already a helper as this is. So if I could digress just for a minute. All I want to do is fucking, I'm a helper. I'm a, I'm a, per, like, what do you need? I'm, I'm the person that goes to the party and starts hosting the party. Like I'm cleaning up somebody else's fucking house. You know what I mean? That's why, that's why so many of my ex-boyfriends don't really have a lot of shitty things to say about me. Other than I'm jealous. Uh, and that's just because it was, a lot, for the most part, it was before, I was where I'm at in stand-up, and so that now satiates me. But now I like to be, I like to fake fight. Anybody else like to do that? I don't know why. It's just probably because I'm fucked up, and I uh, there's just something about annoying somebody that I care a lot about that just brings me so much joy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a piece of shit. I can't. I don't know, but it's still so fun. And what's great is some people will allow it, and those people are saints. And let me just say, I do balance it out. I do suck dick. I'm one of those people. 
You know what I mean? That 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 uh, like so many I've heard so many bits about how these people don't exist. Well, they do. Some people genuinely enjoy providing pleasure for another person. And I think if you really like somebody, I think you'll you I mean, I think the more you like somebody, the more you're like willing to be like, yeah, all right, we'll give that a shot, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's pretty hard there's pretty hard stances though. There's some things where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna. Like I probably wouldn't let a dude take it. To, I'm not okay. I'm not trying to go down the sex road. But I'm all I'm saying is, but that's what it is. I've been cooped up, dude. I'm like I'm wearing down my middle finger. Like they're the same. It's my my second, <laughs> my first and second finger are the same length. Definitely the amount of sexting has increased, which I think is making me smarter because now I'm like looking at thesauruses. I'm, I'm looking at the thesaurus <laughs> trying to get new words. There's only so many times you could call something hot or sexy or wet or whatever. So I'm like, ooh, titillating. I don't think I've ever used that one. That's a good one. I think I'm going to have to start reading penthouse letters so I can improve my own penthouse letter writing. Um, <laughs> and I never used to like think about... I remember when I was younger, I never even thought about it. But there is, for some reason to me, there, and maybe it's just because I, I haven't been able to physically, like, have, you know, intimacy with with a, a other people in person. Um, but maybe there is, for some reason, I, if you can write some smut to me, dude, I, it's a, enjoyable. And, um... So that's been super fun. I've been I've been enjoying that. And like I said, it's I think it's increasing my vocabulary. I think I'm uh, <laughs> I think I'm uh, improving and being a smarter sexter. Is that a thing? It is now. Anyway, so let's get into some shit I didn't like. I didn't like. I don't like. You don't like. Maybe we don't like together. Let's bond over some. Uh, fuck these people. I saw the first type of broad that I was uh, that I was jealous of when I was out I was at the dispensary uh, getting my medicine because it's essential I need it oh my god I need it how am I going to eat all these groceries if I'm not ripped out of my fucking mind so I went to this uh, dispensary and there was this bitch this bitch had a designer mask on what a designer mask you had to spring for the ex- I and you know what I know for a fact that fucking Dolce and Gabbana mask ain't fucking N95 either. <laughs> you know, that's just the same as whatever. It was just so ridiculous because it was for me, it was just like I thought we all we agreed as a people that during this time, everybody's taking a mulligan. We're all taking a year off. We're going to let ourselves go and be the real pieces of shit that we all really are. You know what I mean? Just and, allow, and accept ourselves for it. You know what I mean? Just really lean in to not caring. And then this bitch, she looked amazing. That's what it was. She looked incredible. Put together so great. You know what I mean? And now that I think about it, is three hours prior, she was probably a mess. She was probably a mess, and she probably put herself together to go to, because this is a pretty cool dispenser. If it's one of, like, it's kind of like hipster coffee shops in the 90s, except it's, like, Hispanic people and black people. It's just, like, a cool place and I could see how you could eye roll it, but at the same time, it's still a fucking cool place. Um, but I just couldn't believe it. She looked amazing. She looked like one of the videos they put on Facebook or Instagram to sell you a pair of fucking leggings, you know? It's just like she was one of those perfect butts. It's like, hey, you know, it doesn't, you can put as many fucking supermodels in these tight ass pants. That's not what I'm gonna look like in the pants. You're not selling them to me. Or are you just trying to get dudes to jerk off to your ads? Is that how do you, is that how you get clicks? Like I'm very confused by this whole thing. There's this other, <laughs> there's these other ones where they're like they're trying to sell you leggings that are supposed to like be a replacement for working out. Like they're just like they tone you while you wear them. I'm like, bitch, unless <laughs> like how like whatever. How dumb do you think I am? I mean, I bought four pair. I'm wearing one right now. I feel like I'm losing weight, but I've been uh I've been quarantined so long. I I almost said something to a bag boy. And it was through my teeth and under my breath. And I think it was something along the lines of, but you're fucking essential. Like, I need to calm down. It's a damn shame we can't have, like, pandemic conjugal visits. You know what I mean? I think that would be nice. Honestly, I wouldn't mind, uh, like, 
even if you remember that naked gun movie where they're like rolling around in two like human sized condoms. I actually saw there was I saw this video there was a there was like a plastic bag with these sleeves uh, that were created into it like it's it was almost like like a long sheet of visqueen or something and then they had cut and taped like arm holes into it but with no you know your hands can't come out. So you just slide into these like oven mitts of plastic and then you can hug another person. (laughs) And after I stopped laughing because it looked so fucking lame, I was like, I would still probably try. (laughs) I'd still take a plastic hug, right? (laughs) That's been the other thing is I have. I've been cooking, right? But I was very tough type of exterior, but I'm a goddamn sweetheart in the house. You know, like I'll make you dinner, but I, you know, I got a fucking panini press. I'll make you a sandwich, you know. And um, and also, by the way, I'm tired of bitching, ha- bitches having to feel like that. That's like a bad thing. Like there is something on a molecular level where I have to keep something alive, and that something might be a fuck boy or <laughs> or <laughs> or a bag boy. <laughs> or, or any assortment of boys that are of age and consenting. <laughs> but I've been I've been uh, doing these silly little online shows, and it's been really fun. And now, because I've started doing a few of them, people keep asking me how to do them. And this is what's going to happen, and I want you guys to know, because you guys are going to be the only ones that fucking, since there's like nine of you that still listen to me, is there's they're going to all be copying what I'm doing. And I ain't going to get any credit. So I just want you guys to know from the fucking ground floor that I had a cool online show before. What a thing to be proud of, right? <laughs> can, I, can I have that put in my obituary? Like, that's going to be my, that's what I'm going to leave comedy is, you know, she started a decent Zoom show. <laughs> I will tell you something I am very tired of. If you haven't done anything in the last fucking blah, 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 you don't need to do anything. It's almost like people are arguing for you because it's there's everybody telling you that you need if you haven't done any of this shit that you need to you're fucking lazy. And then there's everybody else that's like, no, you don't need to have have to have done anything. You can do nothing. And to both of them, I say, I think the only way that you are wasting your life away during this time is if you are telling people what they should and should not be doing. Who the fuck cares about (laughs) what you have to say? Everyone's managing their fear. Everybody's trying to feel good about themselves in a very... uh, and, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 all, all this other shit. I've had several people, like, hit me up recently asking me if I think that they should go to work or not. Like, go, like, do gigs and stuff like that. First of all, I have been deemed inessential by our U.S. government, first of all. Second of all, why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? Do whatever the fuck you want. You want to go to work? You want to go to a comedy club in Utah? And they're at third, uh, you know, a third of the capacity And yeah, sure, then do it. Do it. I don't give a shit, you know? You do what you want. Ultimately is always what I'm going to tell you to do. Personally, I'm a little nervous. Only because I've been in too many comedy clubs and some of them could barely pass health inspection before any of this shit happened. So I don't know if they're really going to be sanitizing everything. Maybe... Maybe they will be because it's a higher stakes and I get it and you need to make money any way you possibly can. But also at the same time, like, let's be real. Unless you are going to be overpaying your staff. If you overpay your staff, maybe, because then they're going to be like, oh, shit, you're going to take care of me like this? Okay. You want me to risk my life? Are you going to give me extra money for it? Okay. In that case, sure. Maybe you could you could find a staff of comedy club where people that really liked it, like really liked comedy and really liked working at the comedy club. It would have to be both of those things. I know there are some of them out there. I've worked at comedy clubs and they're there. They're, they exist. But all of them, no. That's not going to happen. You're not going to have a staff of every single comedy club giving a fuck, especially 
if people aren't tipping them and they're being rude because they're, you know, they're risking their health. They're not risking. I'm not trying to be dramatic. They're not risking their lives. Maybe if they're 80, you know, if they're 80 or they have an immune deficiency or a, a respiratory disease, maybe they, they maybe then they're legitimately risking their lives. But also, what the fuck do I know? And uh, why are you asking me? I don't know. So anyways, I was saying I was trying to act like be a so in the a you to try to do something nice. Anytime you feel like shit, you do something nice. There's always like this really big debate about like whether you do something nice, whether it's for you or for the other person. And I think about it the same kind of way that you would think about like I remember I was in this like humanities class when I was in college and we there was this guru in India that used to start used to have laugh meetings I think is what they were called where you would meet in a field at six o'clock in the morning with like several other hundred people and you would all laugh together and like sometimes he would like say funny things to kind of like start to get to get it going and stuff like that but sometimes you would just fake laugh. You would just fake laugh and you watching hundreds of other people fake laugh, you guys start laughing at each other laughing and it's supposed to be like contagious, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of feel that way about the doing something nice, like the doing the good thing because I think whether you're doing it because you're like, I want to feel better or you're doing it because it's just like, I just want to do something nice, regardless of what the motivation is, is you're still doing the nice thing. The part that grosses me out is when it's you're like when you add on to it where you're like, look at how fucking nice I am. And that's like a thing that I have such a difficult time doing because it's like like I've been I've been low key like. Like doing, you know, like going and I did this show. Okay, I did this show for this brewery, and they paid me in beer. And I'm not a real big be- be- beer person. I wish I was. It's a cheap beverage. You can buy your pal. I hate having to fucking ask for a liquor drink, just especially if I know my buddy's fucking broke. But it's also like such a common thing. Like beer's huge, and it doesn't. It's not even like there's the whole scale of it. Like there's, it's the same. Like it's gotten as big, if not bigger, than wine, because you still have like. Your box wine, you know what I mean? Your Bud Light, I don't really give a shit as long as it gets me fucked up. Your Steel Reserve people. And then you have their, um, is this IPA local? Like, you have the whole range of it. It's almost the same. It's almost like we took any kind of liquid we could be pretentious about and did that. It's We do it with coffee. We do like we're starting to do it with liquors to like I mean I guess liquor might be the OG right like liquor probably was the first one where you could start shaming somebody because of the kind of booze they were getting fucked up on like you know oh is that is that your moonshine did you get that oh is that Mississippi moonshine oh mine's from New Jersey like I don't know what the rules were. I didn't watch enough, uh, what was it, bro- a Boardwalk Empire to know <laughs> enough about Prohibition. <laughs> but it's just so funny to me that, like, just like, just anything you can put pores down for. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, you're a poor. You must be drinking a poor poor. And and we've gotten, I don't know, I don't know why that is, because everybody eats shit food. Like, even millionaires eat fucking McDonald's. It's insane. So it's like we're willing to be so pretentious about an assortment of liquids. But when it comes to food, when it comes to the solids, fucking as long as there's sugar and salt on it, put it in my fucking face. Like, it transcends tax brackets. (laughs) Why are we so weird about the liquids? I've been getting stoned and watching a lot of Cosmos. Which is Neil deGrasse Tyson, which is the black... Bill Nye, the science guy. And it's kind of like the smooth jazz of science, if you will. Like the, <laughs> like, he's like the quiet storm <laughs> of science. Because the way he talks about it, I'm like, are you, dude, are you sexting me about the, are you sexting me about the galaxy right now? Is that what's happening? But it really, it, that show really is, Cosmos is like magic school bus but for stoned adults, it has to be like the way he's like, oh, shit, dude, he's he's walking on the graphics. 
So I'm trying to do these fucking nice things. Like I'm going to hospitals. That's what it was. I did the show for his brewery. They paid me in beer. I don't drink beer. I wish I did. I like that people like beer. I just don't like the way it fucking tastes. I don't know why I'm so childish about it. It sucks. It sucks because everybody fucking loves beer. Everybody loves, you know. And I do all these brewery shows, too. I wish I liked it for that, too. So then I can revel in a lot of what my payment is, which is fucking beer. They pay me in beer. Because then I have to be the grown adult that's like, hi, you guys make a cider? You guys have a hard root beer or something? Is there maybe even a sour or a lambic? Like, I sound like a fucking asshole, like a child, you know? Like, do you have a Capri Sun with booze in it? I was, that's why I was kind of low-key okay with this seltzer craze that everybody's got going on. I know it's basic as fuck, but it gets the fucking limelight off the beer for a second. So Mama Bear can, uh, you know, partake in whatever the canned good is that everybody's sucking on right now. What's funny is so many people drink White Claw and all of those seltzers because there's no sugar in them. So everybody can be drunk and on on keto. And then... (laughs) But when I drink them, I just put more vodka and then put a mixer in it. So I'm just using White Claw as seltzer. <laughs> but I'm adding so much more booze. You don't need to add booze to it, but I'm doing that. And then I'll put a juice in it on the cat. Like I'll juice like a little dribble on top to give it a little texture. But that's that's a that's defeating the purpose because there's sugar in that in that juice. I've been uh, going real hard to mix it up. I've been going real hard on the uh, black cherry juice. And I've also been going pretty hard on the blood orange juice. If you have a fancy grocery store near you and you have the option to get blood orange juice, I highly recommend it. It's like orange juice that has a summer home. It's It's nice. You know, it really, it travels around your mouth like... Like it's traveled around Europe. Like it backpacked in Europe. It's so nice. That and tangerine juice. You can get uh, that. You can fuck get get uh, at Trader Joe's. If you don't have a Trader Joe's where you live. It's basically a cheap but also pretentious grocery store. But they got good meat. Affordable grass fed. Okay. Here's the other thing too. I've been cooped up, right? So I've been on devices way more than I ever have been in my entire life. And with that, I would imagine my fucking ads should have figured me out by now. And let me tell you something. They have not. The ads on Google and on it's on Google. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's everywhere that I go. They send me ads for fucking hair wraps for fried chicken, I'm not fucking kidding, for fried chicken and for, like, I'm black and I'm proud t-shirt companies. Like, I the algorithm thinks I'm black, dude. You know, and, and I don't know, I don't know how to tell the internet that I'm not. I'm like, no, bro, I just like the shit they do. Like, <laughs> I love and respect them, but I am not one, and I would never pretend to be. So could you stop trying to sell me I'm black and I'm proud t-shirts. Could you stop with, with, because I do, I love Nina Simone. I do love Nina Simone. You're right. I do. I do watch a lot of Eddie Eddie Murphy movies. I do. But I'm also like, why are you, why are you informing me that they're, they're offering dual citizenship right now in Africa? Like I listen, I I listen to fucking the band too. <laughs> like I love Nina Simone, but it's also like <laughs> it's either that or cowboy boots. Like it's like, do, wait, do you, wait a second. Do you think I'm a? Do you think I'm a black Republican? Is that what is that is that what you think the internet? I'm very confused right now. But it's either, it's, yeah, it's either that or, or uh, like a a chick with an afro on a t-shirt that's like. Natural hair is beautiful. And I agree with it. I'm an ally, bitch. I am on board. But I'm not going to wear a shirt that says I'm black and I'm proud. Like, how? I'm not going to Rachel Dulles all this shit. Like, fuck you. 
It's just weird, man. I like white shit too. I, I like Spanish shit too. Why can't why can't I get a fucking seventieth uh, anniversary of Celia Cruz or some shit like that? Why can't I get that shit? I think I'm in a really weird place because I don't have enough money to fix anything. I just have enough money to distract people. Like, I could buy you lunch. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> I don't have enough money to. I don't have enough money to like buy everybody in the hospital lunch, but I could buy you know I could buy the late shift. <laughs> In the ICU, I can. I'll buy them some. I'll buy them a, a bag full of burgers. I got you. So it's just this really frustrating thing where it's just like I want to help. I want to try to be part of the solution, and I and I, you know, I do. I try to do little shit like that. You know, I buy from like local places, and you know, I try to support as much as I can because I don't have any debt. Like that's the thing is like. Somebody just told, recently told me that they thought I was rich, and I was like, oh, no, no, I just don't have any debt. So I'm just at zero. So I just, I for the first, this is, this is the closest I've been financially to, like, how I was living when I was on the road and didn't have a bank account and kept all my cash in a fucking lockbox underneath my spare tire. Like, I literally just have to make enough money to pay for whatever it is that I'm making like no nothing I'm at a, this really weird place it's bizarre to be at zero so like anything I spend I gotta pay for okay well I'm only gonna make tiny amounts of money <laughs> I have to make enough to cover my nut every month but my nut is tiny I guess and by the way, don't think I don't realize that, yes, I have been dangling that story over about the fucking doing nice things. So what I'll say is this. The brewery shows happen. I got paid in beer. I was like, oh, I don't really drink beer. You know what I could do is I could just try to give all this beer away to nurses because that was like another thing I was doing is I was taking portions of the money I was making with the online shows and I was like going and buying like nurses lunch and shit like that. So I was like, oh, nurses want a fucking break too. So how about I give them the beer? And um, I tried to do that the asking for permission way and they were like, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're, you can't pass out booze at a fucking hospital. Touche. Okay. Touche. But... <laughs> So then I went to another hospital and tried to do it without permission, and uh, they asked me to leave. Um, I said all that just to say, I like doing the nice things, and I want to encourage other people to do nice things, but I don't want to be that person that's like, you know, fucking look at what a good person I am. Like, that seems even that seems even more gross than COVID, if I'm being honest. I'd rather... Uh, <laughs> I'd rather have uh, my lungs being pumped by a machine than uh, to be one of those people. Um, but so how do I do it? How do I, how do I fucking go about trying to encourage other people to do a thing and without and, and it not being like, hey, I'm I'm not trying to make you feel bad for doing or not doing anything. I don't think anybody should have to do anything. It, it, it sometimes people are just not doing a thing and then they'll go, oh, somebody's doing a thing. I'll do a thing. Um, so I want to do that, but I don't want to be gross about it. And I don't know how the fuck, I don't know how people do that shit. I don't know how, like, I don't know what the right move is. I just came to the actually pretty lame realization that I want to bring people joy. I still have that desire. And with this shit happening and me not being able to do that uh, on stage, I'm trying to do shit that does that uh, not on stage. And that's, it's really just that simple. I'm not a fucking, I'm not a good person. I'm a bad person that's trying to do good things. And it's really just like that. So I don't like, I don't like any accolades for it. I'm just trying, I'm just fucking, I just clocked in. That's it. I'll say this last thing about the online shows is I'm doing them. Not just for me, but for everybody that comes into contact with me. Because I can already feel it with me not performing, not getting to go up. If I don't even do these little fucking online shows, dude, I'm doing bits for like servers and takeout people and fucking people in traffic. And it's just too much. I just got too much energy. It's one of those, but like, you ever hang out with somebody on Coke and you're not on Coke? Doesn't that suck? 
I just hear them talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's not even like, uh, and that's the thing is, I don't have any bit cool business ideas. You know what I mean? I don't want to go in an in-depth conversation with you about dashboard confessional, you know, or I don't want to, I don't want to fucking, <laughs> I don't want to discuss with you the difference between black metal and new metal. Like, I'm not going to do those, one of those weird psycho conversations with, but at the same time as I still have so like, Almost every conversation I've had with several friends of mine recently have all ended up turning into rants where I'm just almost like shout talking to get some of this fucking energy out. <laughs> I was in a group chat with a bunch of chicks the other day and they were all like swapping HPV stories. You know, they were just like discussing their, they were just like, you know, discussing their warty twats or whatever. And it was, uh, I was finally, it was like, oh, you know, I felt for a second. And I know this is stupid, don't get me wrong, but I, for a second I felt bad that I didn't have a sexually transmitted disease. It was almost just like, mm, oh yeah, we all have it, everybody has it. And it's like, the only people who ever say everybody has it are just people that have it. And I know it's pretty common, but I never thought I would be like, oh, why not me? Why can't I have precancerous? <laughs> why can't... Why can't I? <laughs> Different strains. Like, I want it. I don't know. I never thought I would be like, why? I want to I wanna play. I fuck too, guys. I fuck too. I was just too paranoid to raw dog that much. <laughs> Speaking of sexually transmitted diseases, I was at, this was years ago, in Orlando. I was doing a show at um, this bar called Back Booth, and we're all hanging out afterwards. There was a pretty, who is now significantly more famous person who was, like, super drunk, and there was a chick in the scene who had, like, tried, and sometimes successfully, to fuck almost, like, every cool comic that came to town, you know? <laughs> you know, everyone that was doing the, the shows at the back booth instead of the comedy club. You know what I mean? Like the real cool the comics. The ones that couldn't get booked at the improv, so they had to charge $15 instead of 10 at the back booth so they could break even for one night. And it was one of those things where I was put in this really weird moral situation where I was like, I knew for a fact that she had herpes and. Uh, I knew based on other people that she had sex with that she was not telling people that. So this is the one time that I, like normally I'm not a, I'm not a cock blocker. I'm not, I'm a cock guider. I'm a third base coach. Like run him in. Like I'll be charming. I'll fucking juice you up and be like, isn't this guy cute? He's like, like I'll help. Like I have no problem. I love, I love the sale. I, lo I like, I love, I love the pitch. I love all that. I love all that stuff. And um, I love, like, you know, I love courting manipulation, which is just playful manipulation, you know? These fun little games. Like, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you work where? That's so cool. And all these fake little games that human beings play when they, you know, or this stupid little dumb dance that we do. Like, our, like it's just like watching animals mate. It's just they all do the same bullshit. And I love that. I love both sides of it. Like, I've been a wing, a wing, like, you know, I don't twat block either. Unless, here's the thing, is a lot of times we get roped into fucking cock blocking, okay? So in order for us to be a good friend, we have to because we're being put in that situation. Like, it could be, it could even be the instance where there's been a time where I was hanging out with a chick and this guy, this guy was hitting on him and I was like, this guy's not bad. Like, this guy's pretty rad, but she's just not into him. So she's like, fuck this guy. So then I, I have to either hang out with this guy and watch the man get upset that this woman isn't talking to him while he's talking to me. Or I have to, you know, be the dick and be like, all right, dude, come on. And that sucks because bitches are so non-confrontational and passive aggressive. So, but it's just quicker. It's just quicker, quicker sometimes if you're mean. So... But this one particular time, I felt like I was doing the Lord's work. You know, I was like, dude, you're, because here's the thing. This was like this, okay, the first concert I ever went to was 
uh, I'm not proud to say this, but was Papa Roach. That was the first live concert I ever went to. And except for when I was like a kid, I went and saw Tito Puente and, and Celia Cruz, the queen of salsa. She's like the Aretha Franklin of salsa. And Tito Puente is like one of the best Latin drummers that has ever existed. So I went and saw them at a, like an f- outdoor festival. Um, but like my first concert by myself was Papa Roach and Alien Ant Farm. And it was one of those shows where I went to see Papa Roach because that was like the song that I knew. And it was like the one time my parents said yes because I had asked to go to several other concerts. Oh, please. Uh, let me be clear. <laughs> I am not proud of it's the same kind of like like I'm not proud of the one of the, my first favorite comedians, which is Gallagher. Um, and I will I will and even that I would defend more than I would defend Papa Roach for sure. Um, but I was glad that I went because I really liked I ended up really liking Alien Ant Farm. And this comedy show that I went to at Back Booth was kind of the same situation. Like the headliner was huge. It was a big. It was actually it was Brian Posehn. I'll tell you who was, that who that that was. That's not who the comic. It was a comic opening for Brian Posehn at the time, and Brian was great. He's fucking rad. And then the person that was opening for him was I went. I left that show going, who the fuck is that guy? Like that guy was rad. And what's great about like so it was like I was like, dude, he, this guy's got his whole life ahead of him. Like I was just so I didn't want his potential to be tarnished if I could have a say in it and so I and I do and I feel I feel good and bad about it. I feel bad about it because it's, it's up to him he should have fucked the chick with herpes if he wanted to or not but at the same time it's also like it's also like that she's kind of being a piece of shit because I know for a fact that she doesn't tell people until like and like I wouldn't want that to happen to somebody I would never want that to happen um that is one time where I cock-blocked somebody and I, and I felt pretty good about it. A really beautiful saving grace of this is I've reconnected with a friend of mine from like a decade ago. And it's been super cool. We're like catching up. It's been really great. And we were having a silly conversation because I was, for some reason, I have just been, I was watching like Groundhog Day over and over again. So it was almost like I was recreating I was recreating <laughs> what was happening to me in real life on in in any form of entertainment. You know what it's like? It's like how a lot of people are watching like Contagion and a uh, pandemic and all of this. It's, like, it's really stupid if you think about it. It's the same like like would you watch Tiger King while you were being mauled by a tiger? Like it's very dumb. But I was doing the same thing because, just because since every day was like over and over and over again. I'm not only watching every day over and over and over again. I'm watching every day several times over and over and over again. And I was just making the joke that, man, when I'm really down, when I'm really bummed out, I watch this movie just for the suicide montage because it's all of the ways. The toaster in the in the bathtub, getting hit by a truck, getting hit by a train, like driving in head on with your <laughs> car. <laughs> getting a, a high-speed chase, getting shot at, like, all of those, all the possible ways, you know, eating yourself to death. Like, I love that. It's one of my favorite is, like, low-key. When they come back from that montage, when he's there eating that fucking table full of food, I was like, yeah, baby, that is the other way to do it. <laughs> he's, like, putting a cigarette out in the Danish. So beautiful. And so I posted that because I thought it was really funny, like, oh, on my dark days, I watch uh, Groundhog Day for the suicide montage. And I did get some wellness checks where people were checking in on me. And I don't <laughs> and I don't know if this is too dark, but I really wanted to double down and be like, I appreciate the people that checked on me because I made a suicide joke. But also, let me just be clear with everyone. If I was going to kill myself, I wouldn't bury the lead. <laughs> like, I wouldn't allude to it because then it's way less of a shock. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it funny. Or not funny, but at least follow the rules of the joke. You don't tell people about your left. It takes away It takes away from the fucking uh, the punchline. Anyways, I'm just saying, if I was going to kill myself, I'm not going to be hacky about it. Dude, I have been listening to so much 90s R&B. It's kind of ridiculous. It's all started because I had this playlist and then I was like, oh, I never finished that. I should finish that. And then I went so deep into this rabbit hole. Like I, 
basically, you know what it was? It was almost like the ads finally got it right. Like I was a 45-year-old black guy that just loved R&B. But it's a lot of, it's like from, I think I went from late 70s to like early 2000s when it kind of started dying. And it's a pretty good mix, dude. It's pretty fucking sweet. But I think that's probably where a lot of this, like, it's okay to be, like, it's like that jealous behavior is, like, all right. Like, there there was always so many songs about her checking your phone or, like, who is beeping. Because, you know, it's 80s, 90s. Who's, who are you, who is beeping you? So, like when you were when I was in middle school and high school like that was mostly what I listened to is I listened to hip-hop R&B and then like shitty new like new metal I guess you would call it or some people call it butt rock I don't know which what the correct term is you can email me and correct me if you'd like I will welcome a mansplain in this regard uh, but it was like corn and Limp Bizkit and like Power Man 5000 and like I was down I went I went from my first semester at Colonial High School in ninth grade, the first semester, New Yorkan out the ass. And by the way, I'd never been to New York and I wasn't Puerto Rican, but I looked Hispanic as fuck, dude. I had brown lipstick on. I would plaster my bangs over my like over my forehead and swoop over and bun on the top of my head, all that shit. And then I met one chick named Misty Stein wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And I was like, oh shit. Like I've been told my whole life, like I'm I'm not supposed to wear that. But she had like a holy fucking garbage shirt, which was a band that I had never heard of and like was wearing these Jinkos and shit. And I was like, oh man, I'd never seen that. And I was like, oh, you can be a tomboy. I was like, that's how I, like that's, that's my shit. I don't have to wear... I don't have to wear shit from the rave, you know? I don't have to go to Forever 21 and hope they're <laughs> and hope that my shorts aren't too short for me to go to school like and so I made a hard 180 and most of my clothes for the rest of the year were me having like borrowed them from other people. When school like when school clothes time came around, like I pushed pretty hard to go towards the rock and roll side of things. And it was cool because it was like, it was less scantily clad and I was never against it. I just personally didn't really like doing, you know, it's a chubby chick. I didn't really want to, you know, show, I don't know. I just, it wasn't comfortable for me. So it was just like, ooh, slutty. Like that was never my angle unless I was alone with somebody. If I was alone with somebody, it's like, oh, holy shit, where'd this kitty cat from come from? You know, it was just a different vibe. But if I was, when I was like, it was one of those things where it was like Lady in the Street, Freak in the Bed. And that song came out when I was like in 11th grade, I think, 10th grade. I was in high school, I think. Or maybe it was in 9th grade. But I would still listen to all that shit. It was just one of those things where it was after 9th grade, actually. I think it was in 10th grade. I was like, oh, I could just be an amalgamation of all of these things. I can still listen to salsa music and also listen to metal and also listen to fucking... <laughs> 311 and also make out to genuine and also <laughs> enjoy limp biscuit and red man like i think that's why that resonated with me is like that kind of music was happening at the time when i was having like this obnoxious conundrum of like <laughs> these two parts of my life that were pulling together i'm not proud of it again but still I got to learn that I could be a well, like a well-rounded person instead of a caricature of one. You know, that whole identity thing where you don't have to be a fucking cartoon character, like how goth kids were, or like, it was the same kind of thing, like how, like, jocks, like all of those high school archetypes, like, oh, you know, I could just, I could be a dash of all this shit. I could just, like, uh, mix all this motherfucker just, uh, together. And then, you know, wear a shirt from Hot Topic and wear skin tight jeans from the rave and <laughs> and a jacket from Target and my Adidas. Like it could just be um, confusing, I guess, to some people. By the way, if you're thinking that this episode is all over the place, you're right. 
This is a compilation of uh, the funniest or interestingest parts of all of the several times over the last few months I have tried to <laughs> do a solo episode and it inevitably for a while was just getting too sad, which is why I stopped doing the podcast is I would just I think I just didn't have I just didn't have it in me. And um, and uh, <laughs> so I do appreciate uh, I hope it wasn't too all over the place. I hope you guys could still enjoy it. Um, I do appreciate you guys listening. That's fucking rad. That's super sweet. Um, <laughs> and uh, I am uh, I'm back in the saddle now, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be able to uh, pull this shit off and uh, make some uh, make some rad content for you because that's my job. I'm here to provide joy and I'm here to fucking entertain. So I will I will observe and report and uh, come up with some funny shit for you guys. Um, also. I'm going to start uh, talking about some stuff. You Come to my little show. Come to my little online show. It's called Social D. It lives on nextweek.rocks. Uh, nextweek.rocks is uh, my buddy Tony Blank kind of built this platform so artists could uh, push our little online stuff without having to, you know, fuck with Eventbrite or whatever the fuck. And... Um, it's pretty sweet. And I, I got my little show there. I, I have, uh, I beg comedians who are significantly more famous than me to do my show. Um, and I keep the price pretty cheap so that people can, you know, can afford to go. And then uh, tell people about the podcast. Duh. Tell them about the podcast because uh, I need people to listen. Because I'm, I don't know what you guys are trying to do, but I'm trying to Stockholm syndrome my ass into a following. That's what I'm trying to do. So uh, help me, uh, you know, generate some victims, kids. Write a review on the iTunes, you know. Tell a motherfucker about a bitch. I love it. I love it, and I love you. And I appreciate you guys. For like, if it's your first time fucking with me, or if you've been fucking with me since back when I had a co-host. Either way, I don't give a shit. Thank you. Um, make sure you guys are following the podcast page at no sir pod. We got a Patreon. If you want some uh, money, it's being rebuilt. My fucking website's being rebuilt. I'm doing all the work kids. It's uh, it's all coming together. It's all coming together at no sir pod at the funny Carmen, carmenmorales.com. Also, I don't know if you, if any of you are rolling in it, if you got that unemployment check and don't got a lot of overhead, but I also got merchandise. That's right. I got some motherfucking t-shirts. I got my don't tell me what to do t-shirts. I got Carmi's army t-shirts. If you don't know what Carmi's army is, you haven't been fucking with me long enough, baby. It all came about because my buddy Brett Erickson, friend of the podcast. Um, also, I'll plug his podcast. It's called Issues with Andy. It's uh, Andy Andrist, uh, Greg Chaley. Brett Erickson and Chad Shank and they uh, they have a fun podcast and it's it's super funny. They're crazy and uh, a great time. Me Brett used to like bust my balls all the time. Whenever he would get blackout drunk, he would always tell me that he was a member of Carmi's army and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" and he was like, "There it's he goes, it's your fan club." And I was like, "I don't have a fan club." And he goes, "You do, you just don't realize it. There's plenty of people that's like are quietly wanting you to succeed." And this was like such a common <laughs> occurrence for Brett. He would always get hammered and then be super sweet to me. When he's sober, not so much. Um so I get why you'd enable him, you know? And um, it was a combination of that. And then my buddy, Johnny Beaner, who is uh, I have an episode coming up you're, you're about to listen to. Uh, he also uh, took on this the bandwagon of uh, Carmi's armying me and busting my balls about it and about how anytime somebody would do like a nice thing or, you know, do a thing just for the sake of doing a nice thing. They were like, oh, that was Carmi's army. Okay, I say that to say this. Then, one time, I'm in the shower, high as fuck, which is basically, that's that's my temple right there. If I'm stoned in a shower, you ever appreciate the fuck out of a shower where you could think clearly, and it's uh, fucking lovely? I was there. If you don't know, I got long-ass hair. I'm washing my hair. It falls out because it's thick. I got a good mane. What can I say? It's Mediterranean, you know? Spanish, Italian. Got good locks. I'm there and my hair falls out a lot because it's so thick. So I'm pulling out my hair and I'm, I'm one of those chicks 
that takes it and because I don't want it to clog up the drain, I slam it on the wall. Hair babies, I think they call it. And uh, <laughs> there's a comedian in Chicago named Abby Sanchez who has this really funny bit about how his girlfriend used to do that. And he's a shaved head guy and he used to take it off the wall and put it on his head and pretend he had a wig on. And, uh, and I always thought that was so funny and I would think about it a lot of times when I'm in the shower. But this particular time I was doing that, I was taking my hair out, slamming it on the wall. And then I looked at the one, I was like, oh, dude, that's like a fucking, that's like a self-portrait, dude, that looks just like me. And, <laughs> and it doesn't, it just looks like a face. It just had looked like a face. I unintentionally had a face on there. And uh, I, when I got out before I wiped the wall down, I took a picture of it. And then I posted it making fun of myself that I was at how stoned I was in the shower. And then a few people were like, dude, that's a really cool design. And also throughout my decade and change of doing this, people have always told me that I should have merch that has me on it. Like I, I'm supposed to be the subject of like whatever the fuck. And, um, and I always thought that was weird. It's, it's again, it's the same thing with the accolades of like doing the right thing. Like it just, it just grosses me out. So then this was the way that I was like, I could do that. So I have the picture, instead of a picture of me on a shirt, I have the hair babies version of me and it says Carmi's Army underneath it. So if you want to join Carmi's Army, you can. You could buy a shirt um, on my uh, newly put together website. And uh, it's almost done. It's almost done. And uh, you could buy one of those. I got my Don't Tell Me What To Do shirts. Um Email me, by the way. Email me if you have a a correction or you finally know what the fuck I was talking about. I don't know if it's new metal or whatever the fuck that is. If you have an answer for me there, if you want to tell me some shit that you don't like. I'm not doing Grape of the Week this week because it's just me and you, baby. It's just me and you. We're just talking. Um, email me at nosirpod at gmail.com. That comes to me directly. Hit me up. Let a bitch know. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you guys are getting all of the uh, love and adoration that you need to get you through this. Oh, yeah. Join the fucking Facebook group. I got a Facebook group that we uh, that we don't ever fucking use. And so I'm going to start posting more into it. I'm probably going to do I'm going to post a side by side picture of me, a Hispanic uh, Carmen in a high school and then uh, Jinko's Carmen in high school. If I can find a picture of both of those ridiculousnesses that happened within the same year. What a fun switch. What a fun switch. Last thing before I go. Uh, try not to ask people what they think is going to happen because uh, this is uh, all uncertain and everybody's asking that question to a, a nauseating level and none of us fucking know. And besides, even if you did know, even if you guessed right, how is that going to help us now? <laughs> it's just so strange. Like, why, why are you asking Devin? He works at Chipotle. You know, like, what do you think? We we can't even figure this shit out. I don't know. But it, we don't know. It's the same. At this point, asking people what they think is going to happen is the same as, like, asking people, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? We don't want to hear it anymore. Let's just start talking about something. Talk about the thing you saw. Talk about an animal you saw. Talk about something I thought you had, maybe, you know? Show me uh, your art project that you started doing because, you know, since you have so much time uh, at your house while your kid's doing the homeschooler, you got the the laptop going. <laughs> Show me your crafts. Show me that new sweet. Uh, did you finally learn that chord on the guitar? Um or, you know, show me the dent in your bed where you have been uh, curled up for the last four months, whatever the case may be. Email me, nosirpod at gmail.com. <laughs> I hope you guys uh, are doing all right. Uh, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I just said don't do that. But I do hope you guys are doing all right. Um, I hope you're taking care of yourselves and each other. And I hope that you are allowing yourself the joy that you deserve. I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. And I'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about some more shit we don't like. Bye-bye. No, sir, I don't like it. No 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 sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the stupid one? What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the fuck is the fucking matter?